podcast, Johnson. Listen here, see? It's time for... Guns! Dames! Cigarettes! Oh, hello! Yes, hello! It is time for Guns, Dames, Cigarettes. Most bestest, the most bestest film noir podcast in the ever. I'm Bill. I agree. With, I'm here with Scott, who agrees. Yes, and I'm very agreeable. Yep. If this is your first time listening, we take turns. We each choose a movie. Uh, and then we, every other Friday, when it comes out, and you uh, hopefully listen to it, and you uh, agree with everything we say, no matter good or bad. And that's that. I like to imagine people listening, like kind of, you know, probably in their car. Uh, and as they're driving, they're just kind of nodding their heads in agreement. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like that's what yeah. I would have said. Or if they disagree, they get mad enough where they have to swerve because they're not paying attention to drive. <laughs> you think we're causing a road rage? Oh, close to <laughs> it. They pull, they pull over and calm down. But it's like, so, I better, so I better I listen to this later. I know we don't we don't have a, a sponsor for this particular show that we're on, other than Deadly Grounds Coffee, which is on the network, uh, the, the Dwarf yeah. Podcast Network. Yes, um, and Deadly Grounds Coffee, get deadly coffee to die for, as kind of yes, that's right. Um, but I, I but I was listening to another podcast. Uh, I cheated on the network, uh, and I went outside of it. Yeah, don't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, but it's a it, it was a, a fun podcast that I have been enjoying called the Speakeasy Noir Whoa. Uh, podcast. So another Behind film noir. Yeah, I know another film noir podcast um, that I found entertaining. So I just wanted to give them a, a shout. Not that they're going to hear this, but um, <laughs> it's different from what we do. They don't do like a full rundown, ruin the movie for everybody uh, kind of thing. But uh, but they were entertaining. Like no spoilers. <clears throat> no, I mean a few, but they don't. I mean, we don't really leave many stones unturned throughout the plot. So uh, we leave it all on the table. Yeah, that's right. Leave it all but anyway, for speak, speak easy noir. I thought they were kind of fun. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, why not? I'm, right, uh, there's enough room for everybody. Let's just be nice. I'm. Uh, Besides this, I will I will not be only be speaking to you professionally from now on. I will not speak to you personally about things. <laughs> It'd be like the Abbott and Costello. Oh, well, well <laughs> you know, we had a good run, didn't we? We did. Oh, we'll still do the show, but we'll leave it at that, okay? Okay, that's fine. You're not, you're not coming to my son's birthday. Maybe I'll, party. maybe I'll talk to them. Maybe maybe they could use a third in their podcast. Fine. Fine, be that way. <laughs> All right. So we got the dark corner here. Uh, I forgot to take note of the opening song, which I'm sure was a popular standard. I recognized it because, I don't know, do you know Esquivel? Yes. He, at some point he over his it. illustrious career, he covered it, yes. But I forgot to look up. Yeah. But it's like that, dun, 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 that song. So um, the, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, it, I'll uh, is it, it, it is something, yeah. Like it's, well, I mean, obviously, it's obviously you just, something. You just I, kick your I mic. I kick the table. Yeah, oh, okay, I kick, like, I kick the table. Um, <laughs> the the opening theme music is by Alfred Newman, and it's just called Street Scene. Let me uh, real quick. Uh, that yeah, might be. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, there's a version by Escaval on his album. Oh. Uh, more of other worlds, other sounds, and it's uh, lots of. I don't know if that has any of uh, the, the doobie doos or the backing vocals that he like to have or that kind of stuff, but it's it's good, right? So, right, I'll have to check it out, yeah, check it out. And uh, I also, I don't think you heard it because the, the theme did not stand out to me. Oh, okay, it did to me because I, I was familiar with the different versions, so right away it's like, hey, I know that. Uh, so, uh, this movie's from 1946, uh, the very, very simple very liter- uh, literal uh, description from IMDb is a secretary tries to help her boss who was framed for a murder. Very so That's true. Accurate. I will I will say this movie really confused me a lot. It surprised um, me. It confused me. 
Yeah, I really had a hard time following some of it. I'm not saying that's a terrible thing. It's probably more to do with my brain than anything else. But um, there were definitely times where I'd go like, yeah, who, who's that again? Like, which one's uh, that? And why are they doing this? Um, too many uh, too many curveballs for you? I think there were too many like, kind of like similar characters almost. And I got a little lost as to who was doing what and why. Oh. I, well, I did. I don't really. I I still not even clear on some of the motivations. Oh, I think I can um, help you suss it out. I think I. I think I understood. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, well, let's get through it, and we'll. Yeah, we'll see where I go off the rails, and if I start looking <laughs> blankly at you. First, I yeah. want to uh, express my disappointment. This uh, Lucille Ball got top billing, and there was no wackiness to be had in this movie. I was disappointed. I, I was hoping for full on wackiness. She was a little sassy though. Oh, she was definitely sassy. I think she was uh, yeah. she was the uh, the reason that the story could end up taking place. She her uh, she was very yeah. persistent and helpful, as we'll see. Yes. So it starts off outside as uh, Detective uh, what's his face here, Bradford Galt, yes. Private Eye oh, Galt. Yeah. Galt. He's already but, already had the fucking name wrong. Yeah. What I liked was the uh, he was just moved into this new office, and this guy was hand painting his name on the outside of a window, like three stories up. I I loved it. I did. I did. Actually, I did. Yeah. When I saw that and it was like a nice sunny day and and I was like, oh, like I I miss, I remember even as a kid seeing kind of like the tail end of all that, like some of it was still remaining in like some downtowns and things like that. It's kind of all gone now pretty much. It's like a lost art. You were still every once, right. You were still every once in a while come across something that you could tell was like hand stencils. Yeah, um, actually, I just saw, I, I forget the store. I think it might be called the Mystic Museum. Uh, someone I follow on Instagram, they, they sell like all kinds of oddities and stuff. And they had like a new location that someone was doing that. It was it was uh, not hand painted, but it was like hand stenciled. And there were, it was like a lot of detail work that they were putting on their storefront. That's there. cool. So, yeah. A little throwback. I love that though. So yeah. 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 Uh, so we have, it's uh, Lieutenant Reeves uh, pays a visit to uh, Galt's office here. And he's talking to uh, Kathleen, played by Lucille Ball, the, the secretary. Or, if we may be progressive, the administrative assistant. That's correct, yes. yes. <laughs> update the, 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 the terms. Uh, so right. Reeves, is uh, he's keeping tabs on Galt because he knows he has some type of a past that is not yet explained. Uh, but, you know, yeah. Kathleen is like, anything I can do for you? She's, you know, she's just kind of there at first. Uh, Galt comes in and decides to take her for dinner. It was, she's it was, new. She's sure. new, yeah. She's new. She's definitely yeah. new, but and so she uh, agrees to it. because uh, she's like, Is, can I go home now? Works over, and he's like, No, I have dinner instead. So they do that, but they like go to a fair and it's fun. Uh it's just strange though, like they're walking along the way he, I don't know if this was like a normal thing back then for a date. Like he had his the way he was holding her arm as they walked along. It wasn't like hooked arm and arm. He's like grasping her. Like left right. bicep. It yeah. seemed it seemed the way she was yeah. acting. Like that's how it was. I mean, that, could you picture now? Like if you saw someone doing that, like, that woman's no. in trouble. I need to call the police because that Wait, guy's controlling yeah. her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that would not swing today. I like that the at the fair or carnival, whatever it is, that she's playing the the hitting baseballs. Yeah, it's like a. On it's like a full on, a full on baseball thing, like it's whipping baseballs at her. I know that you could take one off the knee or the shin. No protection. Don't just no screen in front of you. I was just like, can, can I have another dollar? I want to play a lawsuit again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is a, it was a penny arcade. Everything was a penny. I also, had, I also they they go to the uh, the little video reels. Oh, the old film reels. Yeah, you had to hang crank them. Actually. Not that it's, right. it's not totally unrelated. I don't know if you've ever been. I, a couple of summers ago, I had like a day off to myself, and I went to uh, Salem, Massachusetts. And there's this the old... Willows? What? Do you know the Willows? or? Yes, the Willows. I, I had not yeah. been there before. I was where there was like, it was some type of arcade or something. It's very uh, old school. It looks like it hasn't changed since like the 60s. Yeah. Uh, some like small indoor amusement rides, but a lot of like penny arcade stuff. So I didn't watch them, but they had a bunch of those still there, which I thought was pretty cool. I like though that she was like, 
like so are none of these four women yeah <laughs> yeah he was he was watching one with the with someone with the grass skirts and he's like oh get me a new secretary here and <laughs> Tahiti. yeah Tahiti, yeah so that they notice well, she notices she notices that there's a man in a white suit following them that's uh, that's william bendix who was in the, the blue dahlia yep so he's he's uh he's not like a scatterbrain in this one he's like a, a kind of a, a tough pi type fella uh, yep looks looks a little strange in a white suit i i think i was used to him because i've seen the blue dahlia a few times it's, it's like nervous uh guy with ptsd so it was it was right interesting to see him in, in a different role and in all white suit. i mean oh all yeah he was yeah. he was head to toe white. The, the, the two tone shoes were a nice touch too. Always love the two tone shoes in these movies. <laughs> so right. uh, she notices that he's following, but without even looking up from his little film, he's like, "Yeah, it's like I got the white suit, pinky ring, you know." Was, you know, like all these like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. finite details, like his breath smells like cabbage. So, just, <laughs> so they they yes uh, they do they have this little plan to uh, he, he has Kathleen get in a cab to. She's like, go around the block and come back. I'm gonna get him up to my office and and make him sing. I think is the word he the line he used. That is what he and, says. Yep. And he he does. He waits around a corner because he knows he's being followed and he has his, his his gun under his hat. I thought at first he was faking it because I didn't see the gun come out, but he really actually had the gun under his oh. hat. So right away we already had someone was smoking a cigarette. and We already have a, a gun and we've had a dame. So we like the first like what ten minutes of the movie, I think the, everything's all yeah. the boxes are ticked off. We're good. That's right. Yes. I turned no, it off at this point. <laughs> I was just done. like, "What?" Yeah, you just you just yeah. turned it off. I just, up I just yelled, I yelled "Bingo!" And I just flipped <laughs> it over and left. Yeah. You just like clapped your hands to dust them off. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> so, so yeah, he he gets he gets this guy up to his office, and he's like, "Like, why have you been telling me for?" And you know, a lot a lot of tough guy talk, and he gets him to because the guy's supposed to be a, yeah, he a too. Well, he caves, and at first you're like, "Oh, this guy's wow. just—he's cowardly." We think, right? Because he, you know, what's—he kind of roughs him up a bit. I like how he—he uh, he, he actually looked like he really slapped him. Didn't look well, yeah, and he's, and he's he's very much like, like I ain't gonna tell you nothing. And they wax him, and he's like, "All right, his name is yeah. you know, like <laughs> easy." But he also, I think he used the, the butt of his gun like to smash his thumb and punch him in the stomach. And at that point, he's like, "I'll, I'll tell you whatever part. you want." Yeah, and so he tells him that uh, about somebody by the name of Jardine is uh, is follow him, and that and that makes Galt like gonna take a step back, like oh, oh nuts, oh right. rats. Uh, right. So he um, before he sends the guy off, he uh, puts up oh some ink gets knocked over, and he like rubs it on his white suit. He's like here's here's five bucks. We we'll get that cleaned. I'm gonna keep Wait, your wallet. He takes his wallet. Yeah, he gives him five bucks front of his own money to him. Yep. Yeah. Get out of here! But I have to say, he also notices because it kind of comes into play later. He notices his little keychains. He has like a a little gun keychain, and I think like a clover was it? It looked like it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he, you know, he, oh, he runs out of there. He's all he's all scared. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or is he? Or is he? So we think he is, and then you know, Kath, Kathleen follows him in one cab with another one, but she loses him. So they, they cut back. She goes back to see Galt. I like this this how this, this scene was set up. Galt is like, I don't know if it's like gin and tonic. He's pouring at the same time from two bottles into a glass. I that love was, that. Yeah, he's just yeah. like he's like oh, he's just like pouring them. But also not just that, but the way this, the lighting was, the giant shadows of the bottles behind him, it looked really cool. This had some really good yeah. uh, good uh, stark black and white going on in shadows. But that was I think my favorite shot Agreed. how they did that. But it's like three times. It's like. Two, I gotta, I'm gonna try it sometime with like, uh, like two bottles that aren't even the same size. So he picks up one first, mm -hmm. that's smaller, and then the bigger one so he can line up the next. Yeah, very impressive. It's pretty good. Uh, that was uh, Mark Stevens. I wonder if he was a real life drinker, practicing maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe after this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they basically are, you know. Uh, oh, that's like I like what she says too when she comes back. That's that's pretty hot ginger ale you're mixing up. What she tells him. <laughs> so she, she's sassy. Oh, she is sassy, and that like immediately, immediately leads to uh, a kiss between them. Uh, and then he's like, uh, he's, or right away he's, he's like kissing her. But he's like, you shouldn't get involved with me. You know, get out while yeah. you can. That that goes on for the whole, well, the whole damn movie. Uh, so she goes home. 
and it, it he has like they show his pad of paper it has like the word Jardine written in like twenty different fonts. Like he's been sitting I there. That was and, kind of, yeah, I like, like that actually. Obsessing and mulling over it. That's why he's just drinking hard because he's like, oh right. boy. Uh, so we uh, then we cut to uh, Jardine arriving at this fancy art party. I can just say it's, it's taking place in New York City, from if I'm not mistaken. And he I seems like so, a yeah. I don't know if he's real British or he's just like affecting an an accent to be with this this crowd. It seemed forced, but who knows? Uh, right. But he's at this this party uh, and he's there to see his pal uh, uh, Cathcart. Was his name? He's a big drug dealer. Would you say drug dealer? No, the art dealer. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't remember all drugs yeah. being dealt yeah, in this movie. Um, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't watch the Criterion. I guess not. They, they, they superimpose art over the drugs in every scene. at a vault full of drugs. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so he, so he actually, he's fawning over some old fancy drugs that look like his current wife, <laughs> is what you're saying? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, weird. Yeah, I didn't. I missed out on that. You also yeah. had a card. You had like a... a um, a mustache that looked like it could like that was like the best he could do. Like I can't get it to grow more, so this is this is what you get. Yeah, yeah. He had the mustache that I would be able to yeah. grow. And I honestly thought when they because they showed people going to the party, I thought he was a butler at first. I did too. Yeah, he like because he was greeting someone, then he just like tells yeah. him off. I'm like, ooh, that's he's gonna get fired, that butler. Oh wait a second, he right. place. Yeah. Never mind. I thought the same thing. <laughs> so he's so, like too fancy, he's too stuffy. Very stuffy, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so, I think what really what happens is you uh, you, you get to see his his wife is introduced at the party too, um, Mary M A R I, and you know he and Jardine are kind of uh, she excuse me she and Jardine are like kind of making eyes. And there might be something between them, but this other fancy woman at the party meets Jardine in this separate room, talking about like uh, she paid him with like a fancy painting to get some letters back, like a little blackmail happening. Yeah, and that's. So he's, yeah, he's she, not... gives him, she gives him a like an original Van Gogh or something like that. Oh, was it a Van Gogh? Something like that, yeah. Oh, all right. I was just remember Van... thinking, wow, it was valuable then. I can imagine what it's worth now. Yeah. It wasn't a wasn't a van was it a, was it a van stop? <laughs> oh, right. That was awful. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been awful back in nineteen forty six. <laughs> right. You would, have, you would have been hit by the butt of a gun. <laughs> On my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's basically what that's... So, the kind of, I think there's established Guardian a little bit there. Yeah. And But then uh, at the at this party, White Suit uh, calls for Jardine. But it was funny. Well, he's, he's not wearing from, the white suit anymore, is he? But I think that, that's, that's what they, he's that's what he's listed in the credits. They, his name does come out later, but I looked at Wikipedia and they have him as quote-unquote White Suit. So that's what really? I call him. Oh, oh yeah, fun. yep, nice. So that's that's how he's at. For me, he's white suit. Uh, I like when he's he's like you know at his little crappy apartment on the, on the payphone, and there's the girl with the slide whistle in the background. Oh my god, it's the best. <laughs> he's she like comes up a couple of times. Yeah, the first time he's like, "Here's a nickel." He's like, "Oh, he's being nice." And he goes, Shut up. Afterward, <laughs> gives her a nickel. She's so annoying. Oh, she is. Oh my god. I- Oh, the, that slide whistle is hey, I'm, painful. That's, that's probably her only worldly possession. Yeah, I like that they, she was in the hallway because you know her family was like, "Oh my fucking god, get yeah, out go to the hall, go out in the steps." What if she didn't live in the building? She's like, like, go down the block, a couple, couple of fronts, and go slide <laughs> that whistle on those steps. Go know someone. But else. there's a, but there's a telephone in there. It doesn't matter. Just go. This <laughs> is yeah. It's too bad for them. So, so the white suit calls and he's, he tells him like, yeah, your plan worked. He, uh, you know, I, I played my part and he uh, reacted just how you wanted. And when he heard your name, he was all, he was not happy about it basically. So like, aha. So he was, he was faking. Yep. With, so, uh, th- so that happened, but no, it's, it makes a call, but I think we assume it's Jardine or was it actually Jardine? I think we're led to believe, good. but it's okay. So it's going to come up later, but because it, Made me think that Jardine was the one who arranged all this, right? And it was. Well, I thought it was too until later in the movie. This movie is very confusing to me. No, I was. I'm just realizing that. Okay. But okay. So, anyways, so now that happens, and then they go to a a jazz club where Kathleen and Galt are hanging out. Yeah. And um, Eddie Hayward playing. Yeah, and. White suit is outside in the car, just kind of hanging out. 
And uh, so again, Brad's trying to tell Kathleen, you know, he's he's going, he's like whining and dying her, but he's like, you shouldn't be with me. Okay, so still get out while you can. This hey, is baby, I'm warning you, I'm trouble. Would you like a truffle? <laughs> yeah, he does. Call, he does call her baby a few times too, yeah. in the movie specifically. Uh, but I'm so, no good uh, for you. Here, have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he also wants he also really wants to get back up to her apartment. He, oh he does, yes. Yeah, I'll buy I'll buy some yeah. stockings. Size nines yeah. if you wanted. <laughs> and and then and Jeeves shows up there for some reason. I'm oh, sorry, Reeves, not Jeeves. I think I, I got butler stuck in my head. <laughs> I was like I was like a fancy butler showed up, I don't recall. <laughs> pardon, pardon me, sir. <laughs> but Galt just I think mentions Jardine and that's that because you know G, uh, Reeves is keeping just he's keeping tabs that's all he's doing making sure he's on the level. Uh, so that nothing really else happens there, but then as they leave, you know Kathleen gets dropped off and Galt does not succeed in getting into her apartment and then uh, she comes down the street and almost hits him with the car. That was actually looked that was a close call. I'd say in terms of like the stunt, they made that close. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, if this was black and white, frightened Kevin was here. Oh man, he'd fall out of the seat. At least it wasn't raining. raining. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, he he slams out of the sidewalk. I, I like that. Uh, everyone comes over and he's like, "I'm fine." Like, yeah, yeah. Get away. So they go to a diner that around the corner. Kathleen brings him over there, and the the, the, the paper boy comes in. Gee, Mister, I got a license plate number. <laughs> So he yeah. tells him what those like those like a, the, it was a Lincoln with, and he gives him the number and calls like, oh, you know, I know someone in the police. I'm gonna call him up and see if he can look into it for me. And so they uh, they kind of waited out there, but at the same time, the white suit drops off that car and it gets into a different one. A little yep. suspicious. Like he beeps the horn loudly too first. What's he up to? Yeah, but I think shortly after that. Um, <laughs> They, they cut to uh, uh, Kath. I, I want to say Carhartt, like the clothing, but it's Cathcart. That's going to trip me up Cathcart, a lot. Yep. Cathcart and Jardine are hanging out, but Cathcart's like, oh, I have to go sell. I have to I have to buy this art that I've already sold to someone else, if you'll excuse me. Right, so, yep. And what I liked about the scene, I don't know if you noticed, when they're getting up, he pushes a button on his table that like summons his butlers to have their coats ready. Did you notice that? No. Oh yeah. So it was it's just like it looked like it was like a light switch uh plate around it, but it was a button he just casually pushes without even looking at it. Like, ooh, fancy man over here. And it was just like built into his table. <laughs> so nice. oh, great. I, I didn't I didn't notice. Yes. So that happens. Uh let's see. Is this where he sees the, them kiss what? his wife and uh No, that's coming up that's coming up a little bit later. Okay. Oh, Cathcart? No, not yet. Kathleen's trying to like you know get to know. He's like make call talk. Like I want to get to know you better, but you, you, you have your heart right. in a safe or something like that. So she he finally at the because they're still at the diner and Galt tells her about Jardine, who was his partner in San Francisco. Uh, Jardine basically just like kind of worked on blackmailing people on the side, and Galt called him out. So Jardine set him up was like for vehicular manslaughter basically, and he served two years or he served some time in prison. And yep. he just he just wanted to be done with that, so he moved from San Francisco, San Francisco to uh, to New York to put that in his past. But yeah. Reeves know this, and that's why he's keeping tabs because he doesn't want to don't want no trouble from you. So now we know what the connection is between them. Why he's so uh, right unnerved. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being in New York and cops are hassling you because you had vehicular manslaughter in another state across like, the entire There's nothing country. else happening. In New York. Nope. Got this guy. That's Reeves specialties. Just harassing people. With... A detective, no less. Yep. Got nothing yeah. better to do. <laughs> so what do we have here? Jardine. Oh, Maria comes to Jardine's after he's admiring his yep. painting payment. And so they're clearly having an affair. Tisk tisk on them. And they're planning on running away yep. soon. Uh, but Galt, in the meantime, he got a call back from the police. He got the address for the car, and it turns out it was Jardine's. So, you know, Galt's at the door, and Jardine, he has Mary Hyde in another room as to not be seen. Uh, so, yeah. Galt comes in, and Jardine's like, I didn't even know you were in New York. You know, he 
Galt assumes that he knows everything and he's behind it all, but Jardine's playing stupid or he really doesn't know. But they have a fight. Right. It's a nice little brawl, little little action. Yeah. Uh, and Marie, in the meantime, she's worried. She calls the police about it. Uh, so Jardine gets knocked out and Galt leaves. But, but before he leaves, he notices that uh, there's a glass of lipstick on it. So he knows there's a woman there because he's a detective and he notices things. Yeah, that's right. But he hears a police siren, so he, he skedaddles, and then the police come, <laughs> and like Trudy, like answers the door, like, "I was just reading a book." They, <laughs> yes, yes. And they just force their way in, and like the place is trashed. And he's like, "Hey, you got some reading style? What's his name? Just what's his name? Just tell us." And we know it was over a woman, so just so he they tell him it was Galt, and they're on their way. And then we have uh, cut to Cathcart. He's hosting an art show. And this is where he uh, he brings some people okay. down to his vault to show like his prized possession that a painting that looks just like oh. Mary, but he had it before yeah. he ever knew her. So basically, he had this painting and he went out and found the woman who looked exactly like her and had to marry her because he was so obsessed. That was very creepy. Because we failed to mention it. If if you didn't see the movie or listening blind to what we're talking about, babbling about, um, there's a, a I'd say at least a twenty five to thirty year age difference between. Uh, Cathcart, the art collector, and his wife. Right. Uh, so he shows off these, you know, to these people, and Jardine and, and Mary are there, and so everyone is head back upstairs out of the vault. And Jardine and Mary say, "Mary says stupidly behind." They like wait two seconds and start kissing, and like they're just loudly talking about, "Oh, we should leave tonight or tomorrow." And Cathcart's like right there, like you can see their shadows kissing, and then they can clearly hear them what they're saying. That's a great shot, though. He's, oh, it he's, is. He's the shadows. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so he he's mad, and he he leaves. I think he says fiddlesticks. Which is <laughs> not poppycock. Yeah. <laughs> Balderdash. Yeah. <laughs> Utter bunk. <laughs> that covers all the fancy English gentleman shot words. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when he gets back to his office, though, uh, White Suit's in there. He's like, don't worry, I came in the side door. So now we know he's the one who's behind it. So basically, he's uh, he's hired White Suit to get, try to get Galt to kill Jardine because Jardine is having an affair with his wife. It all makes sense now. Right. Although that phone yeah, call right. earlier does not make sense now. If he was, Yeah, it made it, it, they made it really seem like he called... I, I think, I mean, I don't, I'm not the screenwriter, so I don't know what was going through their heads, but I got the impression that White Suit was working for Jardine. Yeah. But is now working for Cathcart. Like like a double cross. Hmm, but I don't know, it, it, Jardine seemed sincerely surprised that Galt showed up at his door. Not because he... You know, whatever he tried to do to intimidate him didn't work. Just that, what are you doing mm. here? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, I guess we we'll, should both. We'll never know. We'll both write our own right letters right. to the dead yeah. screenwriter and leave one as tombstone and see what happens. Okay. All right. I'll, I'm going to start working on mine after the show. <laughs> You're going to like lick your pencil and. Dear dead screenwriter, whose name I don't know, and I'm not Googling you. Yeah. Oh, I'll Google be. is a website. A website is. <laughs> <laughs> Websites on the internet. The internet is. <laughs> oh boy, that'd be a long so. <laughs> so basically, uh, let's see, where am I here? Uh, Carl gets trying to he gets White Suit to call Galt under the pretense that uh, wait that he's White Suit is skipping town. Yeah. Right. So I guess he was looking for some money from him, and I think, I I think they, they was, they was, they was I, he was because. Yeah, Galt wants him to come to his apartment for this arrangement. So Galt gets Kathleen to go to the movies while he goes to his apartment to wait. White Suit comes in through his wide open bedroom window. That's not smart. And We've uh, quite a few movies on this show where people come in through open windows. That's one of the requirements. It actually should be called uh, Guns, Dames, Cigarettes, and People That Come In Through Open Windows. <laughs> it's for real. Yeah, it's just, it there was are just quite, too, there are quite a few. Too wordy. But people should just assume that from now on with our program. Okay. So he he's waiting there for Galt to come up, and he he has the I thought it was chloroform. He calls it ether. Are those, are those one and the same? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. They wrote chloroform, but then they said ether, and I was disappointed. But I think they both knock you out. Oh, definitely, yeah, because he ethers up Galt, and then uh, 
he knows that Jardine's in the way because he also called. No, because uh, Cathcart made some arrangement to make sure that Jardine showed up there. Which I don't think it's explained I how he got it. in there. You have I it? I Googled it because you know I'm going to do it. Chloroform, unlike ether, is not flammable. Chloroform's not flammable. So chloroform replaced ether oh, as an okay. anesthetic. All right. Because uh, uh, ether's flammable. All right. Thank you. That was that was our science corner section of the podcast with Doctor Scott. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. So so uh, stay in school, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Jardine's coming in. A white suit's waiting with the uh, the fireplace poker, and you get the a nice another shot of the shadow getting you know, whacked in the head a couple times yeah. to death. And he he puts he puts the whacked uh, the, in the head to death. Yeah, he puts the poker in unconscious Galt's hand, and like kind of like messes the place up. To make it look like a scuffle. And I like it his way out. He like tips over a table, and like he's like shaking his hurt thumb. Then he goes back and he stamps on Galt's thumb. Like yeah, showed you. Yeah. And then he leaves yeah. to the. Uh, through the window again, uh, and then Kath, and then you know, later on, Gaul comes too, and he's just like, "Oh, they got me. I'm screwed now." Like this is, yeah. And then, and then Kathleen's got sick of waiting at the movie theater, so she goes up and she like insists on coming in, and Gaul finally lets her in, and she's, she, and she's to her credit, just like, "Oh, we gotta take care of this. I need to help you." He's and again, he's like, "No, you you can't do anything." It was like the fifth time, and she, but she always does something to help. <laughs> she's like, "If he, yep. if she." If he wasn't there, he he'd be in prison or dead already. She oh, absolutely! Sa- she keeps saving wow. his ass, basically, because she cleans up everything perfectly. We uh, haven't we haven't seen what happens to White Suit yet, right? Not yet. We'll get to that. That delighted okay. me. But so Galt hides hides the body of Jardine under his bed while uh, Kathleen cleans up. Oh, hey, I, I actually, I had a I had a note. You know, she she helps clean up. And so he comes back out after hiding Jardine's body, and you know, they kiss at this point. And I thought it would have been funny if they, if they, when they kissed, uh, if there was still some ether on his face and it knocked her out from kissing. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. And then he's just like, "Oh, sh- oh shit!" Oh, they, I think they're just kind of like starting to figure things out, and they go back to her place because she had White Suit's wallet there, and that's their next move. They want right. to because they assume it's him. It makes sense. And so they go back there, they get it, and the name on there was Fred Foss. So they go to that address looking for Fred Foss. And it's like going to his place and then oh, purring. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out Fred Foss is just some like random guy who lost his wallet in the subway. So clearly... This poor, this poor guy. Fred Foss? This poor guy is just like, like oh, what do you yeah. want? No, oh, God, please don't hurt me. Oh, but, my wallet. He's like, where's my five dollars? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Galt just throws it. I don't want you five dollars. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, so then at that point, again, uh, Galt's like, ah, it's over. I'm done. And Kathleen's like, no, you just gotta just think, gotta figure it out. And of course, something else happens. Uh, Her whole motto might be, you have to try. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, all right, I gotta try. Very effective. In the meantime, Cathcart gets a call from White Suit that the job is done. And then Cathcart goes to see Mary in her bedroom, who's packing, because I think that night was supposed to be the night that we're going to take off, like, once Cathcart went out to his party. I thought this was a great scene, because Cathcart obviously knows. Yeah. And so he goes in, and he's like, oh, darling, we have that party at 10. Who goes to a party at 10 o'clock? I guess if you're a 1940s New York socialite, that's what you do. I'd be like, no, no, I'm going to read until I fall asleep. Exactly. (laughs) Or, Or record a podcast, one of the two. But, but so she's like, oh, I have a headache. I can't. You go without me, darling. I can't go. And he's like, oh, but I couldn't without you. But I wish I'd made notes on what he was saying. But he was the way he, he was like purposely getting under her skin. And he's like, no, I'll stay here. I'm yeah. going to be there. But, you know, that's that's OK. And he notices the uh, the packed luggage in the, in the, uh, the, the closet, the, the doors ajar. And he just like, closes it and he walks over to her. And she's just like getting her upset, and then she like yeah, yeah. just goes to bed. So he was, like, rightfully so, kind of being a being a dick because he knew what was up. Like he's like, yes, yeah. like I have to, my my friend is having like marital issues, and like I wanted to talk to Jardine about that, and 
And she's like, well, why don't you then? <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> so now the next morning, there at Kathleen's, Galt says, stayed there. He's hiding out now because he's only a matter of time, he thinks, until the cleaning people at his, at his place find the body under the bed. So he's hiding out at Kathleen's. And what's funny is when she gets a delivery of the milkman's at the door. And so he gives her the milk, and he also is next to pick up the, her newspaper for her and stick it under her, her arm. So as she's paying him, you just see Galt's hand come around and grab the newspaper. And the milkman's just like, ah. It was like a sly smile. That yeah, was a yeah. little funny scene in there. And so yeah. they're checking the paper. There's nothing about a murder. So they're in the clear for now. They're okay. Um, for the moment. Yes, but so they have then they have this idea that uh, they think white suit would have taken his suit, his white suit that got ink on it to uh, a particular kind of laundromat to get cleaned. So their next move, which must have been exhausting, they they like an entire phone book's pages of laundromats. They like split between them to go searching for a white suit that had ink on it. So they have a montage of them asking for help. Everyone's more than happy to oblige. They're like digging through piles of clothes. They don't know these people. These are strangers coming in. I need this. Yeah. I need. I need to know the name and address of a man whose suit was brought in with ink on it. It's his private information, but I need it. You don't know who I am. Yeah. But thanks for helping. Sure thing, Mister. Yeah, yeah. Well, well they they're offering five to ten dollars. So I guess you know, big bucks. Yeah. Um. It's like eleven dollars in today's money. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna find out. Uh, uh, I want to know. Wait, five five dollars on what? Nineteen forty six. Yes. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say forty. Forty. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say twenty eight fifty. Hmm. Oh, the inflation calculator. Oh, sixty seven oh seven. Hot damn. I would look for a suit for six. For, if someone said, "I'll give you sixty seven dollars and seven cents to find me the yeah. suit," it'd be. I'll just take save the seven cents. I'll just take the sixty-seven. Right. So, so there we go. By the way, can you can you make that in real silver dollars? Thank <laughs> Back then they could. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they go to the, the dry cleaners and so far no dice. So far, in the meantime, uh, White Sue calls Cathcart because he wants to get his dough. He's done. He's like, Cathcart's like, but I haven't seen it in the papers yet. He's like, believe me, it was done. I did it myself. And Cathcart's like, well, I have this dentist appointment at this building today or tomorrow. You know, come meet me there. And Whitesuit's like, fine. Uh, yeah, he's what he wants his money. And, yeah, and I didn't think of anything of it at first. I'm like, it's, I guess it's convenient for Cathcart. He's already going to be there. And in the I, meantime, everything else in Cathcart's life, it has to be made easy for. Her. Yeah. In the meantime, so Galt and Kathleen are back at their office. They're like waiting for phone calls or any kind of a. Uh, hope of getting this white suit and Reeves comes back and Galt's of course worried because they're like oh they found the body I'm screwed and it's just like I heard you uh, went over and had a scuffle with Galt cut it out see you later <laughs> don't and don't do it again right so that's a that's a huge relief even I was relieved when that happened I was like oh man Reeves knows <laughs> he's just like I'm sorry yes sir yes sir sorry sir if they make that at that point they get the uh the call that someone found the suit. And so they get the, the address and Galt goes over to the place. And again, the girls are with a slide whistle. Again. <laughs> she is still in the, yes. it's like days later, but it, but she is, <clears throat> she's still in the same place with the slide whistle. Yeah. With her, her dirty pigtails, but, <laughs> but she's, she's pivotal because she had overheard yeah. White Sue's last phone call about where, He's going to meet. Well, so, I like because he asked the he asked the woman that's there. She's like, I don't know. The girl's like, I know it. I know yeah. everything. I heard the whole thing. And she's like, Oh, quiet child. You don't know anything. It would have been funny. Would have been funny if the woman was just like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. You're artist. always spouting. You're always spouting bullshit. Just go yeah. play your stupid whistle. Yeah. Now, I I'm gonna look it up real quick because she thinks she hears. Uh, she doesn't. She hears. Cathcap, or she pronounces it as something else. Do you remember what it was? I don't. I, don't I need to look it up because it was um, it was some kind of. I think it was like a diuretic that they're that they. Uh, that they, oh, they that she right? says? Yeah, give me a second. I want to look it up. 
I looked at it yesterday and it didn't make a note like a buffoon. Regardless, I think it was some type of like uh, it was like a laxative or something, because she, she says like a, like a car car gallery. Because because oh. when Galt mentions it later, Lisa was like, "Why would you, you wouldn't get that at a gallery? It doesn't make sense." Right. But, so so they get the address. Uh, well, he shows up at the address and he's not there. So if she he is able to determine that he went to the the Grant Building for some kind of meeting. So as he's on his way over there, White suits, you know, gets out of an elevator on a, on a high floor of this building to uh, to meet Cathcart, who's like, "Why well, don't we well, don't I don't I didn't know it was an open window by a big window, very large yeah. window, but I don't understand how or why it would be open." But movies, I I don't know, but I'll tell you, thinking thinking about all the times I've ever been up in large buildings where the windows don't open. Mm-hmm. I used to be a courier downtown Boston, so I used to be up in the larger buildings all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to wait sometimes by these fucking windows. They had amazing views, but you just wanted like some air. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're very stuffy. Yep. But this is exactly why you can't have open windows in very large <laughs> buildings. Yes. But this this yeah. is this I think this section of the movie was my favorite part and it starts here. Oh my god. Yes. So because yeah. Cathcart's facing the window, so White Suit stands in front of him. And Cathcart's like, still not in the papers. And he's like, I definitely did it. So Cathcart's like, oh fine, here's money. And he drops some. He's like, I didn't have time to count it. And he drops some. So White Suit goes to pick it up. He just pushes him out the window. I yeah, was like, and he does not ex- he, do, he does that flip, like ah yeah, yeah. <laughs> not expecting cut uh not expecting that, I was, I was like, I like, kind of yeah. like jumped up, like, ooh, cool. yeah, awesome. Yeah, Cathcart just like walks away and goes to his dentist appointment. He has an alibi; he's supposed to be there, so no one's going to suspect him. Yep, very smart. Uh, so you know that's, and then Galt shows up, gets out of his cab, and you know, there's the, the, I think it's funny that someone was thoughtful enough to to drape some newspapers over White Suit's dead body. <laughs> that's very yeah. nice of them. And so a bunch of people are around, and Galt's like, what happened? The cop's like, back up, or I'll shoot you. But he <laughs> notices that uh, he sees the, the keychains, the very dis- uh, distinct keychains right. on the... Like, and and the, the thumb that was, you know, the injured thumb that was wrapped up. So he knew that was his his only hope at that point. Like Every time he, he thinks he has like the answer, it gets snatched away from him. So I can just, you can understand why he's so hopeless, because he... Like a bunch of times he's yeah. he thinks he's about to get out, but nope. Uh, but what's funny, I, and I thought this was Although, hilarious. Well, but, yeah, go. I don't understand. I just don't understand this. So he thought it was was Jardine, Jardine, right? Yeah. Now that person's dead. He knows this person's dead, mm-hmm. right? And then he thought, well, maybe it's White Suit, who's also now dead. Is it? He like, I'm all set. Who else? No one else is after him. Nothing else is happening to me. You know, but he still has a dead body under his bed. That's likely going to be found. Well, yeah, he has to deal with the dead body. My, my cat is a furball. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> he's had it like all day. He's been dealing, trying to get it up. Hmm. Oh, well, boy. I'm countering with my heater, so. We both have noises. So I don't understand, though. He has to do with the dead body, sure, but he keeps digging into a mystery that isn't really a mystery. Yeah, I think he he still wants to know like why this is all happening to him. Yeah, but but for all he knows, it was just these two people. Yeah, but I I believe I think he's maybe maybe uh, Kathleen got into his head that to, you know keep 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 thinking, keep digging. But what's what's funny maybe. here is. He, the, 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 the you know the taxi driver who brought White Tooth there to talk to a copy like first off he's like yeah they never bounce on the uh, the ground and he's like it's probably true he's like it's strange he, he, if he if he jumped out on purpose he left his his luggage in my car so Galt over here and he goes over and I think oh he's gonna steal his luggage so we could go through it no yeah. s- steals the taxi instead with the luggage in it I was like oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And then <laughs> yeah. the cop just like jumps on a random car and like makes yeah. it follow him. He's just holding on for dear life to the, the, the cops on the outside. Yeah. Don't even get in the car. Just hold on for dear nope. life. Speeding through the streets of San Francisco <laughs> of New York. Yeah. So Galt's clever enough. He notices like it's this is a little sign on the inside of the cab in case of an emergency, go to this 
taxi hub, which is close by conveniently. So he pulls in there with a thousand cabs. So the, the cop gets there and he's like, oh, I don't know. So he's right. escaped. And so now back, all of them. Yeah, he did. So they're back at his office and he and Kathleen are going through his stuff. But there's, I don't think there's anything of, of note to find. So this is their next dead end. And now again, he's like, I give up again. And Kathleen's like, but wait a second. Think it through. And then she remembers something about, I, I don't remember the connection, but she's like, there was something about a gallery. She's like, what, oh, she's like, what did the, what the girls say? Anything else? And he's like, yeah, some kind of gallery. And she's like, I saw this one for like an art, this Cathcart gallery. And he's like, oh, you could be onto something there. I, and one thing in the IMDb, it, uh, goofs it notes that, that the ad is for uh it's a, it's a art show but it's invitation only but it's 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 uh advertised publicly yeah, that's interesting. but <laughs> so he uh, and this doesn't happen but if, it would have been a great ending for me if she was in on it like the whole time oh, kathleen was yeah yeah, yeah. That like she, yeah. she was like the mastermind Oh, that could be like maybe that's like that's the Criterion cut. At the very end, she just pulls a gun. It was me the whole time and shoots him dead. The end. I told you you can't come upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so so Galt goes to check out the uh, the art gallery under the pretense that he's interested in art. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, but I like yeah. what he the, the the very nice woman showing him. It was like a statue, and he's like, "Wrap it up, forty thousand bucks, sure. Give me the pedestal too." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, is, this is where the two cops are there, right? No, that's 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 right before the very end. We're getting there. Okay, um, that makes me laugh. The, like, the cops of the art. Yeah, and so so Galt wants to see Cathcart, and so the woman's like, "Oh, if you're making this purchase, you know, wait in his office. He'll be right up." And while he's waiting, he's looking around, and then Mary comes in, and he kind of puts it together that she uh, was involved with Jardine. That was a long shot. Kind of like a shot in the dark, he's kind yeah. of, but it, it worked out because he Wait, mentioned, you look like Jardine's type, yeah, <laughs> which I remember from years ago. Yeah, it, it, it would be if you just started with like nervously, like Jardine's dead, and just see what happens. <laughs> she, she would be like, What? But it, <laughs> I also, I at this point, she I liked how uh. She got so upset she just fainted, but the way she like fainted made me laugh too. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's very politely trying to like revive her by slapping her in the hand. And Cathcart comes in, he's like, What the hell are you doing? That's my lady. He has a gun on him. He knows it's a at this point. He has to, because he's like the He has to. Yeah. The mastermind. The first call and gets his gun and puts it on his desk. And I made a mental note, I'm like, that's that's coming into play later. And I was Keep in right. mind, by the way. Galt has done nothing to this man. Yeah, he was just a pawn in his game to get rid of Jardine. It is weird. I guess he assumed that Galt would have been already would have been caught by the cops by now and, and wouldn't have been a, a bother or a worry. He, so now he, he wouldn't be. If 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 all that he did at this point would be like, so I heard you're buying my, this art. And he was like, no, I, I, I'm not actually. Oh, I'm just an art dealer. Yeah. Or... Or earlier in the movie, when he's talking to White Two White, so he's like, "Why are you having this guy in there? I could just kill him myself for you." Yeah, he does say that. That would have oh. made sense. Yeah, but there's no reason though for him to continue to seek Galt. Galt doesn't know anything, and he can just totally play dumb. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Movies, anyways. Yeah, he's like, uh, "Go down to my vault. I'm going to shoot you in my vault down there." It's like yes. Galt. Like Galt's just like you know. Go down. I have a I have a painting to show you. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but it, basically, he's like getting him to admit everything. But there was another nice shot, like Cathcart's uh, on the steps in the shadows. His face is in the shadows. I just like that how that looked at this point. Yeah. But uh, as I predicted, um, right, right as Galt's about to get shot, uh, Mary tops the stairs and shoots wildly. Just shoots a Cathcart until she runs out of bolts and then throws a gun at his dead body, which I thought was great. <laughs> That was great. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he's dead, and then dissolved to the, the coppers making their comments about the uh, art. Do you have the specific line on that, or do you just like how they were kind of goofy about it? 
Uh, what the the ending lines for the cops? Oh, I like I like that. Yeah, one's just like like why are we here? It's odd. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> like just like it's like whoop de doo. It's odd. <laughs> but so basically, oh, at that point, Reef comes out and gulps off the hook. And Kathleen's like, we're getting married tomorrow at City Hall. You can't see him in the morning. Come in the afternoon. And Galt's like, I guess so. But yep. they'll pull the collar like, yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty that's much the it. End. I mean, it, walk out yeah. End. yeah. Happy ending. Yeah, it did have an happy ending. There were some good lines in this movie. Um, Ooh. Recite, recite. So uh, there's a... There's, this website actually grabbed a bunch of quotes.net has a ton of them that I remembered when, oh man, these are good. <laughs> One by Cathcart says, how I detest the dawn. The grass always looks like it's been left out all night. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is so ridiculous. Uh, golf. I'm clean as a peeled egg. <laughs> no debts, no angry husbands, nothing. And then, said, then I can be framed easier than Whistler's mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing led to another, and he led with his right. That's a good line. It is, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is the line. Hey, Mac, hey, Mac do you suppose anybody in his right mind ever buys a piece of junk like that? Sure they do. This is odd. <laughs> that's, the, that's the line. It didn't work. It was a Busto Cresto. Oh, I like that one. Because Cat was like, what? <laughs> and he was using some pretty, like, like especially for... Even like the movies we've seen, that that seemed pretty obscure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they it. actually mention um, one of my favorite movies. It's not a film noir, or I would absolutely have picked it uh, by now. Uh, a movie called The Thin Man, and she says you should have William Powell for a secretary. William Powell played the Thin Man. He's one of my oh. favorite old time actors. Oh. Was William Powell. Thought that, that was pretty good. That. Wasn't there a series of those? Um, yeah, there's four, five of them. It kind of ran its course. By the time they had a baby, you're like, oh, that. the thin man he gave um, birth himself. That's it. By birth. <laughs> oh yeah, it didn't work. It was a busto cruster. Cruster. A what? A yeah. flop. A flop. I'll be at the Cathcart Galleries absorbing culture. I don't want to die ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been followed before. That's a terrible reflection on American manhood. <laughs> That's a good I, have one, I have one here when it, when uh, White Suit's calling to uh, set up a, his his exit with uh, Galt, and Cathcart tells yeah. him, "Tell me, tell me, need two hundred dollars to leave town." And like he's using like the the, the tech detective speak. He's like, "I need two yards, powder money." That means... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, the only one I have is um, Galt through Jardine. <laughs> You on the level. Why, for six bits, you'd hang your mother on a meat hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good lines. Yeah, there's a lot, and they the, the he and then uh, Reeves, the cop, had like that really Robert Stack style voice. I thought. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that kind of voice in these movies. He was good. He was kind of unneeded, but. Uh... As a character, but he's fine. Just gonna give our ratings on this. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I I was I was a little confused, um, <laughs> by some of the some of the why, why uh, uh, of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. It's a movie. I'm not, but uh, some of it still didn't make a lot of sense. I, I thought that the um, the acting was generally good. Uh, I, I kind of liked everybody in it. Uh, it's well shot, and I mean, certainly fits the uh, the film noir uh, genre <laughs> pretty well. Yeah, very shadowy and uh, oh, some... and cigarettes are plenty. I, I liked it. I, I mean, it was a little. The plot had a lot going on, and I, th I think they could have trimmed some of it. I, I really like Reeves wasn't necessary as it, yeah, just another that. character. Yeah, like, it almost had too many characters. Yeah, um, 
because I think they maybe had him to use him later on as an excuse to get a an ID in the play, but he could have just easily said because he was a detective. I know it's one of the in the police force. They didn't have to. Yeah, yeah. He just seemed pretty useless. Don't you bring it up? Yeah, um, <clears throat> it was fun seeing uh, Lucille Ball. I don't know that I've seen her in much other than what I we all really know her from. Ever seeing her um, outside of I Love Lucy? Yeah. I mean, I knew that she did other movies, um, but I, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything. I was really curious, like, does she have the same color hair at this point, or was it, like, brown? Or I thought she was younger. She was 35 in this movie. Yeah, I would have said about 30. Yeah? But you were um, wrong. 35. Yeah, well, listen, she looked good for her age then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's good. The clothes, the, the, her outfits in this movie were terrible. The shoulders. Just terrible. I mean, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, they were really rumbled and painful looking, which kind of made me laugh because I was like, like, you could do better. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like fashion at the time was that bad. I mean, yeah. it doesn't hold up now. I, I read that wow. she, um, I guess, was under contract with another movie studio and was unhappy and trying to get out of it. But so she was loaned to Fox for this movie, like, like a heavy pay cut. Like I guess to hmm. help get out of her, you know, get her her deal done, yeah. Which kind hmm. of stinks. I really, really liked um, uh, what's his name? White suit. Um, William Bendix. William Bendix, yeah. He was he was fun. I remember how just how good he was in the Blue Dahlia. It yeah, was I, it was fun seeing him pop up again. I, I find it funny after he uh, gets galt with the uh, Jesus the F. Not ethanol. The ethanol? Yeah, e e ether. Ether. That's it. Jesus. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> How his uh, his like hair was like all disheveled. <laughs> it just looked. Yeah. I think there's a scene like that with his hair in Blue Dahlia. If I recall. Oh, oh, there definitely is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's like a tra yeah, that's yeah. He, it's his trademark. He has to get it in every movie. Yeah. His wild hair for one I, scene. I know. I need to watch the Babe Ruth story at some point. That's his like claim to fame. Oh. But he's he's like story. he's just feel like a tough guy though, going around. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah he beats up Babe Ruth at some yeah. point in the movie. Yeah. And he, he, he um, assumes his identity. <laughs> that's right. So I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't dislike this movie. I didn't love this movie. It was kind of fine. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm glad I watched it. It wasn't bad. I will give it six ink stains on a white suit. Uh, okay. I I like I like the. Uh, Towards the end, when it picked up with the actual action, like uh, especially, yes. I wasn't expecting someone to get pushed out of a window almost comedically uh, to their death. That's and great. Then, That's and great. And the cop holding on to the car and the chase is yeah, great. the chasing it yeah, because it was back to back. It was like this was the action sequence of the movie because it had been like really heavily dialogue for the most part. Yeah. I mean, there was like a, a fight earlier on, but like again, I, I pointed out that I really liked uh, the ca character of Kathleen because she's so. Uh, and she does know this guy, but she's very committed to seeing it out with him. Yeah. Uh, like, she sees something there. But, like I said, if she hadn't, you know, stuck with him and she wasn't so insistent, you know, this, that wouldn't have, there wouldn't have been a story in this movie. If you're looking at it, like, if this, oh, if this was like a real. No, movie, yeah. He, he'd be he in prison. Have done he'd be, the first five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Would have been, it would have been like a, a commercial, basically. And, like, but. Yep. But some of the shots, like the the, the bottles, the pouring was great. Uh, I, I thought it was uh, more than competently directed. But I, I enjoyed it more. A lot of a good tough guy talk, a good lingo, and we actually get gunshots too. You know, just have guns because some of the movies don't even get fired; they're just shown. So it's, uh, no disappointments there. But I gave it a I gave it a, a seven. Um, men being pushed out of a window by a walking cane. Yeah. That's to their, to their death, and they don't bounce. I don't think seven. Yeah, I mean, I'm, seven's a fair, a fair rating for this one. I think. Then why didn't you give it a seven? I didn't like it as much as you, uh -huh. but um, but no, it's one of those movies where I, I can't imagine this is anyone's favorite movie, but it's worth watching. Yeah, I've uh, I read somewhere too that it wasn't initially like well received too much when on its release, but. Like I guess in the years since it's been like uh, noted as a like a like a really fine example of film noir. Yeah, 
I mean, it has all the elements. Like I said, it's good for that. So uh, you got what do you got coming up? So the next episode is going to be a movie from 1953, directed by Ida Lupino, oh. the, the actress. Uh, it is called The Hitchhiker, and it's inspired by the crime spree of a psychopathic murderer named Billy Cook. Ooh, all right. And from what, I, from what I've read, I've never seen it. From what I've read, it mostly takes place in a car. Oh, that'll be interesting. We'll see. So they're going to somehow terrible. somehow get guns, dames, and cigarettes in the car. Cigarettes is going to be the easiest, I'm I hoping, think. You know, I All figure right. there's going to be a lot of smoking. Someone's going to have a gun, and maybe have like oh. a girly mag, maybe? I don't know. We'll figure it out. There'll be a lady in there somewhere, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Hitchhiker. It's on, right my, it's on my plex. All right, then. Until next time, uh, don't wear your white suits to uh, when you go following a private detective. Definitely not. A white bad, ink on it. will hurt All your right. thumb. Cover those thumbs. <laughs> Goodbye. Guns. Games. Cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs>